0: Thank you so very much for joining me again today. Thank you for watching our broadcast, and a special thanks to all of our partners and friends that believe in this ministry, support it faithfully. You're a great blessing to our life, to this ministry. You know, I was uh, on a tour in California just a few weeks ago, and every place I went, every city I went, every church I was in, every meeting I was in, there was somebody that came up to me, usually more than one, and said, Brother Jerry, I'm your partner, and I tell people all the time, that is the greatest compliment anybody could give me because that says, I believe in you. One lady in particular said to her and her husband came up and said, Brother Jerry, we've been your partner for 30 years. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Praise God. So thank you, partners. You're the ones that help us do this. This broadcast is reaching nations all over the world, and you're going to get credit for it when we get to heaven just as much as I will. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And all of you that correspond with us, we appreciate it. Please send your testimonies. There are many, many others that have testimonies that we never hear about unless you let us know. In fact, uh, Joe, my international director sitting in the audience, and we were in Canada here not too long ago doing some meetings. And a couple came up to us and said, Brother Jerry, 20 years ago you were in Toronto and uh, we brought you our little baby who was born with no hips no, no hip sockets and joints. And said, the doctor said that the, uh, she would never walk, that uh, there was nothing medical science could do. And said, we gave her to you and you prayed with her and then you dedicated her to the Lord and said, that was 20 years ago. Do you remember that? I said, oh yeah, I remember that. And Joe remembered it. We were in Toronto during that time uh, where I'd gone for one night and wound up staying 21 nights. We had such Holy Ghost meetings. And it was during that time. And uh, here it is 20 years later. And I'd never heard this testimony. She said, we'd like for you to look at our daughter. Here it is 20 years later. And the daughter come walking up there to me, beautiful young lady. And the doctor said, we have no explanation outside. It is a miracle from God. Amen. Now for 20 years, you know, this little girl had her miracle a long time ago, been walking and grew up to be 20 years old. And I never knew about it because nobody bothered sharing it. Well, I know there's thousands of other testimonies out there in those living rooms or bedrooms or wherever it is you're watching this broadcast, your office or in your car on your iPhone. Praise God, that beats anything I've heard of, but they're doing it. And I want you to send that testimony of how this ministry Has blessed your life. Thank you in advance. See, that's my faith talking. Thank you in advance for writing to us and letting us know how this ministry has been a blessing to you. All right, at the close of last week's broadcast, we were talking about petitioning God for prosperity, and we gave you um, the, the lesson on how important it is for you to go to the Bible and find all the scriptures you can find on prosperity. And include them in your prayer petition. Don't just pray, God bless me. That, God's already promised to bless you. You know, For you to go around just saying, oh, I just hope God will bless me. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if God would bless me? That's a waste of time and a waste of words because God's word already says that he will bless you. In fact, he has blessed you. The blessing of God is already on you. It's a matter of learning how to walk in it learning how to appropriate it. So when you're praying for prosperity, go to the Word and find out what His Word says. Don't pray some general prayer. Be specific. Amen. And you can be specific by finding out what His Word says. And then once you find out what His Word says, construct a petition based on His Word and then present it to Him. Now, when you're praying for prosperity, it's vital that you also sow a seed. Yes, when you're asking God to bless you financially, then sow a financial seed. Yes, That's the law of seed time and harvest. Right. If, a, if a farmer wants a crop of cotton, then he's going to have to plant cotton seed. Right. You know, my friend Charles Capps, he's going to be with the Lord now, but uh, Charles and I preached together for many, many years, and, and uh, Charles was a farmer, before he became a a teacher and minister of the Word of God. And I learned so much from Charles because of his farming background, you know, and his expertise in that area. And uh, where Charles lived in England, Arkansas, uh, he raised cotton, he raised rice, and he had a lot of acreage. I mean, this is not some part-time thing with him. He He was a farmer, you know. And Charles was a pilot, and he had a little airstrip right in the middle of his cotton field, close to his house and had a hangar built there. And when I would go to visit Charles and go to preach with him, I'd fly my plane there and land in his on his airstrip. And usually every time I landed, when I got on the the runway, there was usually cotton on both sides of the wings. You know, I could see cotton crop. I mean just a beautiful harvest of cotton. But this one time I landed there and it wasn't cotton. Something else was growing there, but I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know what it was. And so Charles was a man of few words, except when he got behind the pulpit and one of the greatest teachers the planet's ever seen. And, uh, uh, but you know, just talking to him outside of him teaching from the pulpit, he was a man of few words. And when I landed there and I got down to the hangar, I opened the door, got out of the airplane. Charles is standing there and, uh, he said, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I said, thank you. Charles been looking forward to it. He said, "You got any luggage?" I said, "Yes, sir. I have some luggage." And uh, he said, "Well, hand it to him in. We'll take it up to the house." So I'm getting the luggage out, and as I got it out, I said, "Uh, "Charles, where's your cotton?" He said, "Didn't plant any." He said, "You got any more luggage?" (laughs) I said, "Charles, why didn't you why didn't you plant cotton?" He said, "Didn't want any." You got any more luggage? (laughs) I said, "Charles, what is that growing out there now?" He said, soybean, you got any more luggage? I said, why don't you plant soybean instead of cotton? I didn't want cotton. I wanted soybean. Let's go to the house. Peggy's got dinner ready. That it. That was the end of the conversation. But I got a revelation. If you don't want cotton, don't plant cotton. If you want soybean, plant soybean. What was he saying? Every seed produces after its own kind. You're not going to get soybean if you plant cotton. Amen. If you need financial harvest in your life, if you're believing for prosperity, sow financial seeds. Doesn't that stand to reason? Doesn't that make sense? Every seed produces after its own kind. Amen. So you say, but I don't have a lot of seed to sow. God can take little and turn it into much. Amen. God never forgets a seed sown and the size of it is not what matters is, is it coming from your heart? Come on. And is it the best seed you can sow? Right. Amen. So if it is, then God will honor that. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. When, when you have a need, plant a seed. Yes, yes, sir. One of the lessons God taught me years ago was good. stop being need-minded, become seed-minded. Yes. Yes. So Whenever you have a need, plant a seed. Right. Amen. Amen. That's how needs are met. Plant a seed. Yes, so it's important that you learn to sow seed right along with that financial petition that you're praying, amen? Praise God. We'll talk more about that in just a moment, but watch this announcement and then I'll be right back.
1: Prayer, prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of God's people, principalities, powers, wickedness, addiction, abuse, poverty, and bondage. You can take these forces to battle with the prayer of petition. The Prayer of Petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from Jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book, Prayer of Petition, a comprehensive study guide and 11 teaching sessions on both DVD and CD. It's the perfect resource for you, your group, or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results, and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail. The Prayer of Petition is a curriculum for you. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide, and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today.
0: Amen, praise God. Don't forget to get those products, those resources were made for your benefit. Listen, I already know this stuff. I put it together so I could help you, okay? It's working for me, and I know God wants it to work for you. Now, before we went to the break, we were talking about praying a petition for finances, for prosperity, and we talked about how important it is that when you pray that prayer, that you sow a seed. Now, the book of Galatians says that, that uh, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So this is the law of seed, time, and harvest that is mentioned in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest shall not cease so become seed minded think of every time you have a need think immediately where's the seed I can sow it doesn't it doesn't have to be a lot in fact think of what Jesus talked about with the mustard seed he said it's the smallest of all seeds but once it is sown it grows up and becomes large so you know, whatever seed you can sow, just become seed-minded, add that to your prayer petition, yes, and then you have this confidence, according to Luke 6:38, "Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give to your bosom." Amen. Yes, now, also, after you have prayed the prayer and you include in that petition, Father, I'm going to sow this seed and based on your word, I can expect a harvest, then don't forget when you do the amen to that petition that you begin to enter into thanksgiving and praise. I mentioned this on the previous broadcast, but I want to say it again because it's so important. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God what is Paul saying? Don't forget the Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. He says in the Amplified Bible, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition. And then the Amplified puts in parentheses, definite request. Let's do it again. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Amen? So once again, when you, when you turn to your Bible, to Philippians 4, 6, and it says, with thanksgiving, right in the, right in the margin of your, Bible, of your Bible, or at the bottom, at the top, wherever you got room, don't forget the Thanksgiving. (laughs) Amen. Don't forget the Thanksgiving. See, if you, if you petition God for prosperity and you didn't enter into praise and Thanksgiving, your petition is not complete yet. Amen. Don't forget the Thanksgiving. Look at your neighbor and say, "Don't don't forget the Thanksgiving. So notice Paul in his mind, prayer is not complete without Thanksgiving. He said with Thanksgiving. So if you haven't offered thanksgiving and praise, then you haven't put all the ingredients in your prayer yet. Okay? So Paul made it very clear that our petition should include thanksgiving. In Psalm 100 and verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise touch the heart of God. He likes to know that he's appreciated. Everybody likes that. Everybody likes to know they're appreciated. Amen. But when we offer thanksgiving and praise in advance, then that demonstrates our confidence in his integrity, in his faithfulness. Thanksgiving and praise open the door to a continual flow. See, don't, de- don't end it just when you prayed the prayer. Be, be involved in thanksgiving and praise during the process between amen and there it is. Amen. You don't have to pray the prayer again. No, he heard you the first time. Come on, But you never stop offering thanksgiving and praise. That's good. You know, sometimes I'll pull that petition out and I'll just read it and I'll just say, Father, I just want to thank you. That on, and I go back to the date, you know, that on January the 1st, you know, 2014, I prayed this prayer. And Father, I just want you to know that I believe I received it, and I'm offering you thanksgiving and praise. No matter how much time has passed, I never pray the prayer again because I believe I received the first time I prayed, but I'm continually offering thanksgiving and praise. Amen? Amen. Some examples of Paul's prayers of thanksgiving. I'm not going to read them all, but I'll give them to you, and you can look them up yourself. Romans 1.8, 1 Corinthians 1.4, Philippians 1.3, Colossians 1 3, 1 Thessalonians 1 2, Philemon 1 4. I'll read them again. Paul added thanksgiving with these prayers. Romans 1 8, 1 Corinthians 1 4, Philippians 1 3, Colossians 1 3, 1 Thessalonians 1 2, and Philemon 1 4. So offer thanks. Psalm 103, verse 2 says. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Don't ever forget what God has already done. Thank him for that and continually praise him for what you believe he's about to do. Psalm 30, verse 10 through 12 says, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing and girded me with gladness. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever how long am I supposed to praise God? Forever. Amen? So don't think of this in terms of, well, I'll do it after I pray and I'll do it a couple of times while I'm waiting for the manifestation. No, you praise him forever. Amen. Never cease to praise him. Psalm 105 verses one through five. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Amen. 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 Talk of the goodness of God all the time. Can you say amen? Amen. And then I want to close this session on how important it is that after you have prayed, stand. Don't ever (laughs) give up. Can you say amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. The New Living Translation says, stand your ground. The New International Version says, stand firm. In other words, when you say amen to your prayer, that means so be it. Mm-hmm. Amen means so be it. And the moment you say amen, then you prepare to stand. I like what Kenneth Hagin used to say. If you are prepared to stand forever, it won't take very long. That's right. Amen. If you're prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long. In other words, you have to settle it in your heart that giving up is no longer an option. Is that easy to do? I'm not saying it's easy, but it can be done. But you have, to, you have to purpose in your heart up front that once you say amen, then giving up is no longer an option. Remember what Jesus said? We read this uh, at the beginning of most of these sessions, Luke 18:1, men ought always to pray and not faint. The Amplified Bible says men ought always to pray and not turn coward, faint, lose heart and give up. Right. Amen. So if you're going to petition God, then determine in your heart that you're going to stand for however long it takes to come to pass. Yes, there are some petitions that I've experienced results in in a matter of hours, some a matter of days, some a matter of weeks, some it was a matter of years, yes, but amen. nevertheless, they all came to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 They all came amen. to pass. Amen, man. Praise God. I know every time I've petitioned God, we're our aviation department is concerned. And, and God has blessed this ministry with nine different airplanes over the years. Praise God. Debt free. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, there was only one of them I borrowed money on and I shouldn't have. I knew better, but I got impatient. They not look so holy. You know what I'm talking about. I got impatient. I, I kept trying to convince God this is a good deal you know, we need, we, we need to jump on this. Don't pass it by. And God never said yay or nay, which should have given me an indication. He didn't think it was as good a deal as I thought it was. And I borrowed the money and it was the hardest thing in the world to make the notes. It was like the heavens became brass, you know? And finally I said, God, why is this being so hard? He said, because I told you, before you ever got your first airplane. I don't ever want you borrowing money on an airplane. And you compromised. He said, that airplane is an Ishmael to you. It's not an Isaac. He said, now, if you'll believe for the money to pay it off and give it away, then I'll bless you with the airplane you should have had. I said, well, God, if I can believe for the money to pay it off, I'll just keep it. He said, it'll be an Ishmael to you. (laughs) and I don't want you flying Ishmael's. I want you flying Isaac's. Ishmael's are of the flesh. Isaac's are by faith. Amen. And so I said, okay. And I believe God. And in less than two months, I received the money to pay that off. And I sold that airplane to another minister friend of mine who was believing for an airplane debt free. And it was an Isaac to him. I mean, it was a great blessing to him. And in a matter of a few months, I received my next airplane, which was bigger, better, and faster than the one that I had. And it was debt free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So I had to stand for it. You know, I had to stand for it. So there's this opportunity to compromise while you're standing. Anybody ever been tempted to compromise? Well, I learned from Oral Roberts years ago, whatever you compromise to get, you will ultimately lose. Whatever you compromised to get, didn't I I lose what I compromised to get? That airplane became an Ishmael to me. It was not what God wanted me to have, and I didn't approach it the way God wanted me to. Mm -hmm. I knew too, I knew better. I'd already believed for an airplane uh, before this one, years before that was given to me, debt-free. So I knew how to do this, but once again, I got impatient. Mm -hmm. Impatience produces Ishmael's. Mm Amen? You say, where'd you get that? Abraham and Sarah. God told Abraham and Sarah they would have a son. They got impatient. Sarah came in one day and said, sweetheart, I think the way this is supposed to happen is with uh, my handmaiden. She can conceive. I can't. It's impossible for me to conceive. She can conceive. And Abraham agreed to this and an Ishmael was born. And if you study your Bible, you'll find out from the time Ishmael was born until God spoke to Abraham again. It was 13 years. Yes. Compromised. Wow. And we're talking about the father of faith. Yes. Come on. But this was before he was known as the father of faith. Yes. <laughs> See, even fathers of faith have to learn not to compromise. Yes. Yes. Amen? And so it, the Ishmael was not God's plan. Yes. And then when God appeared to him in Genesis 17 and said, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. That meant stop compromising. I don't need your help. All I need is your faith. That's what God was saying to him. And the Bible says from that moment, Paul picks up on this in Romans chapter four and says from that moment, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, considered not his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, and an Isaac was born. Amen. So don't, don't compromise while you're standing. Amen. Stand. Stand on the word of God. I know it's hard sometimes, but the rewards are great. And if you ever, if you ever go beyond that temptation to compromise, see that's what persevere means. Going beyond the temptation to compromise. That's perseverance. It's, it's outlasting the devil. And if you do that, if you ever do it one time, then you're going to find praise God that he can be beat. And if you do this every time, you can beat him every time. Can you say amen? amen? So having done all to stand, stand. Ephesians 6, 10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How do you, how do you remain strong? Praying in the spirit, staying in the word of God. Amen. Feeding on faith, building materials. That's how you stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 13, you say, well, I don't know if I can stand that long. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Bible says that you're more than a conqueror. Isaiah 54, 17 from the Amplified says that triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can do this. You can do this. So, what have we learned about the prayer petition? So far, we've learned in this study that the prayer petition seems to be the type of prayer that produces the quickest results in the most impossible-looking situations, the reason being is because its foundation is the Word of God. It's praying God's Word. Amen. Amen and having the confidence that He hears you. And if He hears you, then you know you have the petitions you've desired of Him. Did you learn something? Praise God. I trust all of you watching by way of television that this is really ministered to you today. Listen, I want you to watch this announcement and I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks.
1: Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Sevel to make an impact on the Kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference prayer prayer is a powerful weapon against the true adversaries of god's people principalities powers wickedness addiction abuse poverty and bondage you can take these forces to battle with the prayer of petition the prayer of petition curriculum is a powerful resource containing 45 years of insight and revelation from jerry Savelle, including the revolutionary book prayer of petition a comprehensive study guide and 11 teaching sessions on both dvd and cd It's the perfect resource for you, your group or Sunday school to take your prayer lives to the next level. The Prayer of Petition is known throughout Christian history as the prayer that gets results and the curriculum guides the study of the powerful prayer in detail. The Prayer of Petition is a curriculum for you. Call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org to receive the Prayer of Petition book, study guide and 11 teachings on DVD and CD. Start praying effectively today.
0: I'm so excited to bring you these lessons each week particularly on this subject the prayer petition. You know many many years ago the Lord began to teach me on this revelation and I have been getting results in my prayer life ever since. And God's no respecter of persons. If you learn how to pray the word of God, make God's word his part of your prayer life, your prayer life is going to change tremendously. We put together a special curriculum. This it contains my book on the prayer petition, and then also the study guide. It takes the key points from the book, and then also at the end of each chapter, ask questions so that you know that you studied the book. And then once again, this is how you get it deep down on the inside of you. It becomes revelation. Not just reading a book, but it becomes revelation, and nobody can take it away from you. And then right along with that, there are the CDs and also the DVDs where I taught this in our studio. I want to encourage you to place your order for the entire curriculum. Now, you can get the book separately and also the study guides separately, but I want to encourage you to order the entire series. If you listen to it and you watch it, you see your eyes and your ears are the gateways to your heart. So watch it and listen to it, and I'm telling you, it'll change your life forever. Now, I want to encourage you that have Bible study groups, order this curriculum. If you have a home study group, order this curriculum. You can all study it together, and it will become a great, great lesson for you. And once again, it'll change your prayer life tremendously. So let me encourage you to join me again next week. It's always a pleasure to bring these broadcasts to you. I look forward to seeing you then. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.